Your reasons for listening to this show, well, those are your own. But just keep in mind that the views, information, or opinions expressed on the Tuttle Daily Podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our sponsors. Yeah, it's called free speech, people. Nobody's forcing you to listen. Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. From the Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. Make sure you check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E.net. You're going to be able to find every single place that I, I can be found online at Tuttle.net. There's a couple of ways you can get a hold of me. I love interacting with the supporters of this show. You can email me. I write every single person back. You can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail. I love getting voicemails from people. 407-270-3044. Once again, that is 407-270-3044. So I want to start off the show today. And I know that it probably sounds really, really weird. I know that it probably like, Oh, Tuttle, why are you wishing your dad a happy birthday with everything going on? How could it be a happy birthday for him? Um, yeah, today, March, uh, May 20th, 1947, he was born. Now, I, I talked about this a little bit last night on the YouTube live stream, and I asked what I, what I should do. What, what, what should I do? You know, they only allow three or no, two visitors a day, but I actually think that they're going to maybe give us an extra one because I, I don't want to take up a spot. Like, I, I know that my dad would want to see me, but I know that his older brother, Harold, uh, my uncle Harold, and my mom would be the two. Like, I, I would give up my spot. I know that it probably sounds like I am a pussy, and I'm not. I really, really am not. Uh, it's just I, I have dealt with so many family members that have died in hospice. And it, it's just it's just not the way that you want to remember people. But a lot of people have been telling me that even though he really does not acknowledge me when I'm in the room or knows who I am or looks me in the eyes or any of that stuff, people people still are telling me that they that he knows that I'm there. And and I hope that you guys are right. And that and that's that's the only reason that I keep going because if if I knew like he didn't even know that I was there, like for sure, sure. Like it it, it just seems like I am torturing myself, but I, I, I don't want to get into the bad stuff. Uh, I, I wanted to get into the good stuff. You know, one of the things that me and my dad love the most are the University of Florida football uh, games. Even working in Tampa during college football season, I never missed a weekend. You know, even though it was a pain in the ass to drive all the way across the state, uh, during college football season, I was there for every single game to be able to watch it with him. It's just it's just something that we've always done. He gets very, very excited about the games. We absolutely love it. And, le- and fortunate enough, we were able to see the Gators win three national championships. And, 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 and I had never seen a bigger smile. Well, I have seen bigger smiles on my dad. The, the day that we won the championship, on the little league baseball team that he coached of mine. That that that's that's the one day. That that's the smile that I always remember. And and I just wish that back then, because you gotta remember it was the late late nineties. We, we we did have video cameras, but they were just so clunky and stuff. But I wish I had more videos of those games because that, that would be definitely something I would show him. But I got one of those TV connectors, and and I was thinking about maybe picking one of the national championship games 
that the Florida Gators won the national championship with. Now, I got my choice of three of them. And I already know which one is his favorite. But I got uh, Florida versus Florida State in the 1996 Sugar Bowl. I got Ohio State versus Florida in the 2006 Fiesta Bowl. Or I have Florida versus Oklahoma in the 2000. I think that was the Orange Bowl. Yeah, Orange Bowl. I, I'm always going to remember that FSU game. I, I really am. I don't know if you know much about DeLand. This is back when, you know, sometimes you wouldn't be able to get some of the games on TV. We, we didn't even have cable back then when, when these games were going on. So we lived so far out in the middle of nowhere, we, we would have to go to some places to be able to watch the games. And Florida, Florida State, I think it was number one versus number two in that game. And, and the Gators ended up losing by a field goal up at Tallahassee. And the FSU fans were talking so much shit at Gators Dockside, right there in Deland, uh, in that Victoria shopping plaza where the movie theater is. I don't even know if that place is still there. But, yeah, so then we were like, oh, man, so many things had to happen that year after that loss to the Seminoles for the Gators to be able to play in that game. I think Nebraska had to lose to Texas. And then Arizona State had to beat Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. Or no, Ohio State had to beat Arizona State. Because that was back when uh, Jake the Snake Plummer was still there. And then and then I and then that set up FSU versus Florida in the Sugar Bowl for the national title. And I will always remember that. Fifty two to twenty. Thirty two points. You know, the game before they, they had actually uh beat the shit out of Danny Wolfel. And and Spurrier was like, you know what? I'm just going to put this boy in the shotgun the whole time. We're just going to run this fun again, and we're going to do it all day. And even being a Gators fan, I know a lot of you guys are going to give me hate. Oh, you didn't even go to the University of Florida. How could you be a Gators fan? Uh, you know, there are some people that actually hate people that root for colleges they didn't go to school for. And I think that is just absolutely ridiculous. It is. But. You know, I will say this, even though we, it was a big rivalry, Bobby Bowden said that he was just like, man, they beat the pants off of us today. They beat us in every facet of the ball game. They deserved it. You, you know, blah, blah. Burrier and Bowden, what might have been one of the best trash talking like competitions out of all of them. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to set up the little HDMI cable, maybe put on the 96 national championship football game. And sit there and watch the Gators game with my pops for his birthday. Today he is going to be 74. And and listen, I want my dad to get better, obviously. Like, I, I really, really do. I want that more than anything. But it would be like my dad. It would be like my dad to go out on his birthday. And, and, and I know that I shouldn't even be thinking that way. But, you know, I, I've been telling people. I, I'm, I'm hoping for the best planning for the worst, and that is the only thing that is keeping me completely sane right now when it comes to this whole situation. One of the first news stories I want to get into today, now, I, I don't like disparaging the dead, I really don't, but I, I will say this, I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about this next person, but uh, com uh, comedic legend uh, Paul Mooney died at the age of 79. Now, I'm not going to say that the guy was not talented. He was very, very talented. I mean, he worked with some of the most legendary people of all time. Only bad thing I'm going to say about him is that he is not a good radio guest. He really, really isn't. And I don't know if it was more of... Oh, see, I, I got to word this correctly. He really, really just was angry at the world. And I get it where he grew up, the time he grew up. I'm sure there was a lot of racism. But man, oh man, it was like pulling teeth the whole entire time to be able to get just any answer out of him. And the most of the time when it was an answer, it was, you know, like, fuck you, honky, or not, not fuck you, honky. I'm going a little overboard with that, but... It, it just, he, he just did not seem like he wanted to be there. 
He just and and he's just so monotone sometimes. He's got this really deep voice. And he and he almost acted like he was too cool for the room. Now, like I said, I'm not gonna take anything away from his career because I mean the guy has worked with a lot of people. Paul Mooney, the longtime comedian, writer, and actor known best for his work with Richard Pryor, has died from a heart attack. TMZ has learned. Once again, why do you people make fun of TMZ? But these motherfuckers are starting to become some like legitimate, legitimate news sources. According to his family, Mooney died Wednesday morning at his home in Oakland. We were told that the paramedics tried unsuccessfully to revive him, and he suffered a heart attack. Paul, who's been out of the public eye for a few years, had also reportedly been suffering from dementia for some time, was staying with a longtime family member. See, now, he was a writer for Richard Pryor, and you know that him, you know, Mooney and Pryor probably did a lot of drugs. They did. Now, can 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 I ask a quick question? Was I I got and and maybe this is known and and I don't know a lot about Paul Mooney, but I got a gay vibe from him. Was 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 Paul Mooney gay or not? Like I said, I'm not I'm not trying to disparage if he was. You know what? Actually it makes him a little bit cooler in 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 my opinion. Though born in Louisiana, Mooney moved to Oakland and grew up there and got his start in entertainment as a circus ringmaster, which led to a passion for telling and writing jokes. This led to his first professional gig in show business as a writer for Pryor and two would maintain a working relationship. He actually wrote, man, see, this is where Paul Mooney, like, is a legend. Because he wrote a lot of those jokes live on the Sunset Strip uh, for Richard Pryor. And that is one of the greatest stand-up, like, specials you're ever going to see. Like, I'm, I'm being dead serious. I mean, right there, you could call it a career. You could just, you call it a walk-off in baseball. That would be a walk-off moment. Like, you could have done nothing else after that stand-up special, and you could have been like, fuck, I wrote a lot of the jokes on Live on the Sunset Strip for Richard Pryor. Uh, Mooney was also the head writer on the Richard Pryor show. I, I don't know if that was really, really that big. He wrote a few episodes of Pryor's Place. His other notable writing credits include Stanford and Son, another legendary show, In Living Color, fantastic, and The Chappelle Show. You know, In Living Color was so far ahead of its game. So far ahead of the game. Like, back then even though it was in the 90s or even late 80s, that they had a all-black cast, black directors, black producers, just black everybody. And and then you had this nerdy-ass dude, Richard, or not Richard Pryor, Jim Carrey. And the show just, I mean, it was kind of a little, and, and I hate to use the word ghetto, but by ghetto means like they didn't have the budget of like a Saturday Night Live you didn't get the all the fancy sets. And I'm not saying that SNL has fancy sets. But the production level, you could tell that SNL got way more money than In Living Color. And the only network that would take a chance on In Living Color was Fox. Uh, uh, Fox. Yeah, Fox was the only channel. that. I mean, you couldn't have put that show on network TV. Uh, NBC, CBS, or ABC. No way. No fucking way that show could have ever been there. So. What I'm saying, though, is that I'm just giving you my experiences when it comes to Paul Mooney. Not saying anything bad about his career. He just is a bad, bad radio guest. Every time he ever came on, it was just like, oh, Paul Mooney. I mean, he had some great stories, but it was like pulling teeth. It was like being in the mental or in the middle of a dentist, uh, you know, procedure live on the radio. And it was uncomfortable. And I like uncomfortable Russ, Russ hated uncomfortable, and that's what that's why I maybe said that. You know what? I might be changing my mind. Paul Mooney might have been the brilliant. He might have been so goddamn brilliant. He did his whole thing on purpose just to make people uncomfortable. Gonna take a quick break. Make sure you go to my YouTube channel, YouTube.com/tuttle. Make sure you sub uh, subscribe and hit that bell button because when you hit that bell button, you're gonna get alerted to any time I go live or put up any new content. 
Going to take a quick break. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Great news, folks. You now have the chance to see the face in front of that sexy voice. Right you are, sir. The Tuttle Daily Podcast streams Monday to Friday on YouTube. Anything can happen at the Hobo Fish Camp. Okay. Okay, sir. That's enough. Okay. So go to YouTube.com slash Tuttle. Don't forget to subscribe and hit that bell button so you're notified anytime Tuttle goes live. Good job, sir. Questions? Comments? Concerns? Compliments? Or do you just want to tell Tuttle to fuck off? In any event, contact Tuttle. Tuttle at gmail.com. It's uh, Tuttle with two Ds, dumbass. All right, guys, welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Uh, Like I said earlier in the show, I hope you guys are enjoying your day so far. If you'd like to donate, help out to the cause, all the money that you guys have been sending, I've been banking it, banking it, trying to build a eventual studio. Told you guys before about my idea about having a mobile podcast uh, studio. Working on that idea as well, too. But uh, if you'd like to help out, even if it's a dollar, you know, soon I'll be able to get the super chat on my YouTube channel. I'll be monetized. You guys should be able to tip me kind of like it's it's kind of like Twitch, but it's not Twitch. But for the time being, you can go to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Rate every single person back and thank them for their generosity. So that is paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Now, one of the main reasons I wanted to, I mean, because this story is not the most entertaining story, but, you know, today is my dad's birthday and, and I, I, I want to, you'll see how I connect the two. Okay. Uh, right now, since they've opened back up like full time, I don't even know if it's full time yet in New York, but, uh, it just seems like people are losing their goddamn mind. Like they, they have been cooped up inside and now everybody, like New York City, Manhattan, they're just wilding out right now. Cops in New York are investigating yet another apparent hate crime against an Asian person. Someone assaulted a 48-year-old man on West 43rd Street and 11th Avenue in Hell's Kitchen on Wednesday. Well, where was Daredevil at the time? Daredevil, I know, it's a very, very nerdy com- uh, comment, comic. Uh, but yeah, where, where was Daredevil in this? The attacker repeatedly uh, punched the victim in the face and yelled, go back to your country, police said. The deranged assailant then bit his victim's finger, severing a fingertip, police said. Now, this, this, this is where it comes in here, okay? <clears throat> Either a zombie or somebody that was taught just like my dad, my dad taught me. You know, my dad always said, never start a fight. Like if I if I if I find out you start a, fu- a fight and then you get your ass kicked, oh you're 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 getting you're you're getting a double ass whipping when you get home. But if you're getting bullied, you better step up for yourself. And my dad taught me. You know, back when I was going to school, like kids for some reason thought that there were rules to fighting. Like if your guy fell down, you let him get back up. No, 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 no. If you, if you watch World Star Hip Hop right now, the last thing you want to do is fall on the ground because you are getting football kicked. Like Sebastian Janikowski kicking you like a fucking mule in the face. Which I also don't understand. You know, back in the day when we fought, when we were young kids, we, we never, ever, ever once thought about, oh man, I could easily punch this person. They could fall backwards, hit their head, get paralyzed, or even die. And we never thought about any of that stuff. But like, like I said, so the whole roundabout thing was my dad always told me, now, if you are getting the absolute shit kicked out of you, you do whatever you got to do. You do whatever you got to do. There are no rules in fighting. Like my dad said, there, there aren't. There, there, I mean, like I said, I can't go up and sucker punch somebody because that would be me starting the fight. I would have gotten my ass kicked. But like I said, two of my best friends, Derek and Howard, both of those guys I got into fights with, and both times they beat the ever-living piss out of me. And Derek, Derek, who was humongous, I mean, I was a runt, a runt, not a cunt. I was a runt, 
growing up in high school. I had the height. I had the height. But guess what? I did not have the weight. I swear to God, must have outweighed me by 60, 70 pounds. And Derek was not fat. He was just a big-ass motherfucker. I, I ended up getting uh, a, one good punch in, and I was like, yes, you're doing good. Bam. He caught me with the left. I went to the ground. He got out on top of me and just started wailing on me. Wailing on me. You, you, you know, like, say, I don't have any big brothers or sisters, but, like, one of your older siblings would get on top of you, straddle you, like, lay on your chest, kind of. And, you know, they, they, they do that long, like, loogie thing, like they're going to spit in your face or wet willy you. Yeah, I would have loved to have gotten that, but no, I was getting just, I was getting two-piece biscuits, like, just thrown, hey, just one after another in my face. And the first thing I could do was just sit up, and I almost bit Derek's nipple off. Like, I got him right in the nipple, and I bit down as hard as I could. This is back when, before I even grinded down my teeth from, like, all the stress and everything— I don't want you to think I got bad teeth. I still got all my teeth. There's a little flat. But back then, man, I had some Jaws-like uh, teeth. And I could, I just, I got down. And you have never, ever heard anybody scream as loud, like, scream like a girl. But do you realize, like, how much pressure it would take to be able to bite somebody's finger off, to be able to get through the skin, the bone, the cartilage, the tendons, everything in there. This guy must have had some really, really, really big hatred for the Asian community. And, you know, I know a lot of people are going to, well, this is all because of Trump. This is all because of Donald J. Trump calling it the Kung Flu or the China virus. I mean, you, you might be right. You might, you might be right. But this was an African-American gentleman attacking Asians. You know, everybody goes towards the white people as some of the most racist people or the only people that can be racist. I mean, that's not the truth at all. I mean, and I'm not trying to disparage anybody, but just look at the Italians alone. The Italians alone up in New York City, they have so many different words for black people. And like, this just shows you how uncreative we are as racists in the South. I'm not saying we are, but I'm just saying we are in the South. I'm not, a, I'm not a part of any of the races. But what I'm trying to say is that we got one word. We got the N-word. That's all we can come up with. Well, no, we do have some other ones down here, too. Now, the more and more I'm thinking about it. Oh, boy. I just opened up a can of worms. Cancel culture is definitely going to be coming after me. But no, 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 no. I will fight you. I will debate you tooth and nail on this one. The Italians up in, the, in, in New York in the Jersey area. Yeah. Those are the most racist motherfuckers you're ever going to find. Because you got to remember, I was, married, uh, I was married into a very, very Italian New Jersey family. Talking Jersey Shore, Seaside Heights area, Tom's River. Very, very white. Very, very Italian. And yes, racist as hell. Racist as hell. But I mean, I, I, I think all cultures are, though. I mean, isn't, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, racism is not like you're not born being racist. No, I just didn't do a big line of cocaine. Uh, but you're, you're taught. You're taught to look at people a certain way. You're taught to judge people. And I think that's getting better and better through the years. I know, like I said, a lot of people want to jump on the hate Trump train, which I'm a part of that hate Trump train. Hate Trump chain. No, what I'm trying to say, though, is like, I mean, people are, 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 are responsible for their own actions. So just because... Donald Trump got up there and called it the Kung Flu or the China virus. Yeah, that probably didn't help at all. But I just think that people have been cooped up for so long. And this guy just saw an Asian person. And I don't even know why a black person would say, go back to your country. Because, I mean, we, we, we've kind of said that all to, to black people all the time. Go back to your country. Well, you kind of brought me here. So, I mean, that one's on you, buddy. That one is on you. 
Brink of fertility crisis. Scientists say plummeting sperm count caused by everyday products. Now, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think that I'm producing any less sperm than I actually have in the past. But who knows? Like, because a lot of people think everything that comes out of the head of your dick is a part of the sperm. No, it's not. It really, really is not. But a 40-year uh, year long study showed sperm counts have dropped by nearly half. Dr. Shana Swan hypothesized men will no longer produce sperm by 2045. Now, I am a guy that believes in evolution, okay? You know, um, the character that Jeff Goldblum uh, played in Jurassic Park, nature always finds a way. Well, if you remember in the uh, movie, because he was a chaos theory, chaos theory uh, where nature always finds a way to be able to survive. Or, or it could, this could be just leading to the extinction of, of mankind. Or maybe we'll evolve into something else. Who knows? You've probably heard of someone who struggled with infertility. Maybe you even know a couple who had treatment to help them have a baby. Maybe this is a good thing, though. Like, think about this, okay? I have talked about how the planet Earth, our planet Earth, has a tipping point. A point of no return of how many people that we can actually sustain for the Earth to be able to properly function. You know, Jim Phillips, I used to think that Jim Phillips was crazy. Mr. Phillips, the one-time host of The Phillips File. Matter of fact, he probably still is the host of The Phillips File. If he wanted to come back anywhere, any place, he could. I mean, that's how good he is. But he used to compare the human race to fleas. We're nothing but a parasite on this world, and I don't want you to think, ooh, Tuttle's a part of the new world order. Population control. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't believe in population control. I've, I've done my part when it comes to population control because I'm, I'm never, ever going to have kids. I'm just, it, it's, it, it's a big slap in the face. Yeah, it sucks, but I'm just, I'm never going to have any kids. Uh, fertility, uh, uh, fertility issues are pretty common, and new research shows we could actually be on the brink of a fertility crisis. Uh, Dr. Shanna, an environmental and reproductive e epidemiologist, at Econ School of Medicine in Mount Sinai, found sperm counts have been plummeting over the last four decades. Well, guess what? Good for them. A lot, le a lot less men having to pay child support. I mean, just look at look at the bright side. That's going to help the economy. They're going to have more income to be able to uh, spend. But think about this, though. It, it it does have a lot to do with the food. The food that we're eating. I don't want you guys to think that I am at the tip top shape of my life but i mean think about this drugs and alcohol now i was the biggest alcoholic in the world and i used to take a lot of drugs so you know my sperm count probably is low but i also have noticed that since i've been working out since i've been lifting weights you know i always i always heard that this was like an urban legend but like the more and more muscle that a man builds up the higher your testosterone gets and I don't want any of you guys to think, oh, Tuttle's juicing up. That's that's why he's getting so big. No, I'm not getting big. I don't I don't want to be one of those big guys. I just want to be lean. I want to have lean muscle. And I'm actually bulking up too much right now. And I, I want to lower that. But a lot of the processed foods and, and, and junk food that we're eating, think about this, people. I, I, they could be purposely, once again, Tuttle is be, he's going to the dark side. He's going to be like Alex Jones and Art Bell. Before you know it, he's, he's going to be like in a bunker somewhere broadcasting, talking about how people need to watch out for the new world order, talking about the Denver airport, uh, talking about how vaccines are bad for you. You know, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be, oh, the computer chip, the computer chip. You know, I saw this dumbass game that's going around on TikTok where people are sticking magnets on their arm where they got injected with the coronavirus vaccine and, and the magnet is sticking up there like it's sticking to some type of computer chip. Well, hey, buddies, I don't know if you guys realize how uh, computers work. The last thing you want to do is put a fucking magnet up to a computer chip or a computer, whatever is in, in, in your arm, 
because it, that would completely destroy it. So, yeah, do you think that they're dumb enough? Like, oh, yeah, let's put something up there where they can easily just disarm it with a magnet. But back to what I was saying is that it is the food. It is the food. Why, why do you think that the United States has had the highest death toll when it comes to the coronavirus? Because we are a bunch of unhealthy fucks here in the United States. Obesity. Like, it, we don't have to worry about all these other countries. China and all our enemies are just sitting back and they're like, ha, 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 look at this stupid America. See, I, I, I'm horrible at accents and I just, I cannot fight the urge to try to be able to do an accent. And I am, I am the worst person in the world when it comes to accents. So I'm just going to do it and you picture in your mind uh, a Chinese accent. Oh, look at these fat Americans. They are sitting back. They are eating the waffles, eating the waffle juniors. Now I'm, I'm going French Chinese there. I just can't help myself. But they're all sitting back. They're laughing at us. They're like, oh, they're killing themselves. Because it is, it is more expensive to eat healthy. This is, and once again, I know people are going to call me a libtard or liberal or whatever. But this is a God honest truth. This is just the disparity that's going on in our country right now where the rich keep getting richer. The poor keep getting poorer. The rich can afford the organic, healthy, natural lifestyle eating. And then you got the poor people, which I would be included in those poor people, uh, where it's cheaper to just go to Wendy's and get stuff off of their 99 cent meal. Do you realize you can get four items from Wendy's for $4 and be filled up? You, you would be filled up out of your ass because guess what? All those preservatives and stuff, they make you feel, feel fuller. So you're eating just bad food after bad food after bad food. You know, I'm guilty of it too. I'll have a diet soda every once in a while. But people are all like, oh, I drink diet soda. Guess you got to keep mixing in some water, people. That, that's the other thing that, that's probably killing our sperm counts and stuff is that you got to start drinking more water. You, you just do. You got to mix it together because that artificial sweetener is probably the other thing that's killing the sperm count. So, so what I'm trying to say is I, I think this doctor might be going a little bit overboard. But could, could you imagine, like, everybody's talking about equality. People are talking about we need gender equality here. What, what, if, what if this is the beginning and there's a bunch of women out there? There's like, nobody has ever talked about this. There is a secret group of women like the uh, Amazon people from Wonder Woman. Uh, that they're like, all right, what can we do? We don't need men. We can take care of ourselves. We got all the better sex toys and stuff. How can we be able to figure out to be able to how, <laughs> how to reproduce without the men? Maybe all the women in the world, they own all the sperm banks. And us as men, we have just been stockpiling sperm after sperm after sperm in this big warehouse where women eventually are not going to need us anymore. They'll be able to use the sperm. This also could be like the Matrix almost. Like we are just like used for sperm. They put us in like these little machines where it's just like, you know, those auto blow machines where it's just constantly sucking us off, getting sperm, and then they'll give us a little bit of a break. They'll give us a little bit of uh, a break for us to, you know, kind of recuperate, build up our sperm count a little bit more. Remember, my dad used to tell me not to jerk off as much because you only get a bucket, a five-gallon bucket of sperm in your life. I sort of got, I believe this for the longest time. It was like, you only get five gallons your whole entire life. So don't, don't waste it. Stop doing that. That's why our drain in the bathtub is getting so backed up because you've already wasted about three gallons of your five gallons, and it's at the bottom of the goddamn uh, uh, drain in the bathroom. So what I'm saying is, you know, the women, it'll just be a world full, full of women, which I'm sure that the, the world will be a better place because guys, us as guys, we tend to fuck things up. We just do. You know that I'm right. And we're going to be slaves of the women. It's going to go the other way around. Women have been fighting for so long. 
for, for gender equality, but they didn't want gender equality. They wanted to be the superior gender. They're wiping us out. They are. This, this could be the beginning of the end for men, but I got to tell you, what, what's going to happen when you need a tire change? What's going what's gonna to happen when you need out there? Well, you know what? I'm, I, I have worked with some women iron workers, so who knows? Who knows? I'm sure that I'm going to get a lot of hate. I'm sure cancel culture is going to like come after me on this one. But when I come back after the break, I want to talk about a related story about how more and more young men are afraid of sex. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Orlando Weekly, best of Orlando. Write the Tuttle Daily Podcast in the category for best podcast not on the radio. Visit Tuttle.net where you'll find a direct link so you can't complain that it's too complicated. And if you don't live in Orlando, no problem. If you're a supporter of the show from anywhere around the world, you can vote too. Wish you could have just flown and had your vehicle arrive a day or two later so you can enjoy more time doing what's important to you? Well, you can. Just give Starfire Transport a call. Let the professionals do the driving while you're flying. Starfire Transport specializes in RV and auto transport. They'll also haul watercraft from boats to PWCs, cargo trailers, and more. Service available throughout the continental United States. So don't wait. Call Brian today at 574-349-4193 or 989-751-6106 for your next move. 10% 10% off for veterans past or present. Also, make sure to tell them Tuttle sent you for an additional discount. That's Starfire Transport. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. All right, guys, welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed today's show, last segment of the day. But before I get into my last topic, I want to remind you, Tonight at 8, it's going to be the Tuttle Daily Podcast live stream on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Make sure you subscribe and hit that bell button because when you hit that bell button, you're going to get alerted to any time I go live or I put up any new content. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is also available on YouTube now. I mean, if you're listening to this right now, you're not going to go to YouTube, but if there's some people out there that maybe don't understand podcasting that well, Everybody knows how to use YouTube. So you can tell them, go to youtube.com slash Tuttle. You can listen, you can watch, you can do whatever you want to. There's plenty of great content at youtube.com slash Tuttle. My next and last news story, why are young men so scared of sex? Now, before I even get into this, I, I have my theories. I really, really do. Uh, it, it's because of the Me Too movement. And I'm not saying the Me Too movement is a bad thing because it, it has done a lot of good things. Like it, it threw Harvey Weinstein in prison and that scumbag deserved to be in prison. He really, really did. But it is also like we are getting a lot of friendly fire. We're getting a lot of shrapnel. We're, we're just getting taken out left and right when some of these guys are 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 not not don't have bad attentions but they 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 get caught up in the crossfire uh this was written by i don't even know this could have been a pseudonym or or just one of those fake names that they use because a lot of people they don't want to be up there but i'll have to look this up but uh the woman that wrote this her name is zoe Trimple. sounds like a fake name to me but she talks a little bit about her experiences of why young men are so afraid of sex. I am tired, she writes. Men purportedly single and ready to mingle have worn me out, not sadly in the way one might hope, but in the new peculiar nightmarish way of the times. Since becoming single two and a bit years ago, sounds very British, I romped around a fair bit on the apps Bumble, Tinder, and lately Hinge. Ooh, what is Hinge? I have to check that one out. Interestingly, the only men who have seemed raring to go and interesting, educated and good-looking were under 25. Too young to have become the unwanted dregs, they are also too young to worry uh, that an older woman, I'm 38, will badger them about kids. See, I got to find out what this bitch looks like, and I know I shouldn't call her a bitch. At first, I was dazzled by the idea of dating younger men, but the reality soon dawned on me. 
For younger men, a life lived so much online has rendered offline life super, uh, superficialist. It's an inconvenience. It is therefore almost impossible to arrange a date, let alone get any further than that. Now, I will say that. But also, okay, this works both ways, ways people, okay? It really, really does. Because, once again, and you know what? Let me read this first. I'd, I'd like to think some of the reluctance has been caused by the Me Too movement. Thank you. I'm glad that this woman, this is a woman, okay, allegedly, agrees with me, which advocates righteous behavior, boundaries, and uh, enthusiastic consent. With so much to get wrong, maybe it's easier to keep your distance. It, it is. It is. Because I, I'm telling you right now, a lot of the moms out there, and I'm not for sure, but I, I would like to hear from some of the moms out there. If you have a son, are you telling them to be extra careful now? Because you don't want them to get caught up in some bullshit. And I'm not saying rape, sexual harassment, sexual assault does not happen, but it does. It happens all the time. And, and I think any guy that takes advantage of a woman should be taken out back and just be and have a bullet put in the back of his head. But there are also so many cases of men being wrongfully accused of rape. Earlier in the year, I talked about this dating app. And this, this is so, like, if you want to talk about a mood killer. But there is this app that somebody created. And, and both partners sign it. And it gives you consent to have sex with each other. That is one of the most unromantic things in the world. But now, as a guy, I, I'm sorry. You kind of got to do what you got to do to protect yourself. Because there are some women out there that are on the prowl that just want to trap a man with a kid or, or get them caught up in, oh, I did not consent to have sex with this person. So I can see why guys are a little bit more apprehensive. But moms out there, if you got sons, I would love to hear from you. Like, what, what type of advice do you give them right now living in the era of the Me Too movement? You can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. Let me get back into this story. But the reality feels more craven. Time after time, a conversation will start, move to WhatsApp, and go one of three ways. One, one is simply that the conversation grinds abruptly to a halt. Happens all the time. It does. I can't, I can't tell you the amount of women that I've been talking to through chat. You know, that was a great thing about meeting Teresa, the nurse that I've been hanging out with. Like, she knew who I was just from being on the radio, but it, it was, there, there was no, like, texting or whatever like that. It was just like, here's my number. I'm about to get off of work. Let's talk. You know, do you guys remember the good old days? My God, I sound old when I say the good old days. But the good old days where, like, when you met a girl and you would, you would be on the phone, and you got to remember, this, this is back in the day where, like, if, 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 like, somebody was trying to get a hold of your parents and you were talking to a girl that you were interested in, it would just get that uh, busy signal. Burp, burp, burp. But then call waiting came on board. Then call waiting, that, that kind of was a, a, a big cock block sometimes. Because you would be in a really great conversation. And the other thing is you always had two phones in the house. You had one out in the like kitchen, living room area. And then you had one in one of the bedrooms. So you really couldn't go into a lot of detail because you never knew like if your parents were listening on the other end. But if somebody called in and you had call waiting, you'd be like, all right, you'd have, all right, hey, I got I to gotta check this. It might be something for my parents. And you check her like, Hey, is uh, is Wayne there? Sally there? Yeah, hold on. Then you'd have to click over, go back to the other one, your girlfriend, and be like, "Hey, uh, do you want to hold on, or I can call you back?" Because there's a phone call and it's important, and and that really slowed things down a little bit. But I think talking on the phone is just it's more intimate. Like you can get a feel from somebody, because it, like you're always wondering at what type of lies people are coming up with on the other end of a chat. Because you can see them, that, that little chat bubble, and you're like, oh, fuck, what the hell are they writing? 
Like, you, you think that they're about to write you a goddamn paragraph, and it's only a sentence. You want to know why? It took them so long because they had to think up of a lie. That's, that, that's the only thing. No, I just didn't do some more cocaine. My sinuses are killing me today. Another is a series of questions demanding answers too detailed and tiresome for tapping out on a phone to a stranger far more suited to discussing over a drink. In these conversations, messages veer from requests for info on what you did on the weekend to requests for your life story. Without the prospect of a drink, the conversation then dies, or they hang forever in the ether. Ah, that's a great use of the word. On Christmas Day, no fewer than eight twenty-something men got in touch. Most of the men, most of the men I had met on dating apps, I'd only met three. The rest have been kicking around in my DMs, as they say, for up to a year, and seemed suddenly keen for a chat. The third path is sexting. Now, I have never ever been into sexting at all like i mean i i could sit there and i i mean we could we could talk dirty to each other on the phone but i i just there's there's just a no interest in guys most of the time and and this goes for women you when you're sexing with somebody you're getting fake pictures especially from the dudes from the dudes and there that that's the thing about it if you get a dick pic from a guy you need you and and I know that I'm ripping this off from the TV show Euphoria, but I I've always thought this, like it's all about angles, you know. If you watch porn and you see some of these dudes with humongous dicks, it's all about angles. They're using fisheye lenses. Uh, listen, I'm not saying that they're they don't have big dicks, but they look much much bigger because of perspective. They they really really do. So for the most part, it's like you 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 need something to compare it to if you're getting a dick pic from a guy ladies make make sure they put something there to, for perspective because then you can get a true true size of the penis now same thing goes with with uh with with women women are going to send you fake pics all the time all these filters that instagram oh by the way ladies don't think that you're getting one buy on anybody because I'm not a, 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 a photography major, but I can tell when you ladies are using overusing the apps. Because I've seen some of you guys, some of y'all in, in real life. And trust me, your skin is not as smooth as it is. So I don't even know where I am at. This is the most depressing and fast becoming the most uncontrollable and un, 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 uh, ubiquitous. God, see, I hate big words. Aspects of dating young men in the last few months. Six promising connections with men under 30, all of them well-educated and seemingly polite, degenerated quickly before meetings that never took place. First into references to sex, then to requests for information on what I like, and then to an unstoppable slew of messages about what they'd like to do to me, what they'd like me to do to them, the current status of their body parts, and the incessant voice notes, body part pictures, and requests for pictures of me. It is an inane, tiring, and completely pointless. Sexing has taken place of sex. This may be because sex itself has become such a vexed operation, even for 24-year-olds. They have hang-ups to do with boundaries, dolefully explained, but hard to understand. They make confessions about their porn-induced functions. Yes, that is another one. You know, what you're seeing on porno videos guys the young ones that maybe listen to this show that is not how sex really really goes like you you think that well i'm a guy i gotta be rough uh, the harder and and faster my my strokes are the better no 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 telling you guys if you haven't had sex in a while the best advice that I can tell you, and I, I'm not saying like I'm a pro at this because I'm, I'm kind of out of practice myself. But guys, I mean, if you haven't had sex in a while, you're getting about three minutes tops, three to five tops. That's why you got to go down on the ladies. You, you, you just have to, even if 
like it's a train wreck down there or maybe they don't groom as much. You just got to you got to bite the bullet. You got to go eat at the Y. You got to you got to eat at the Y. You just got to do it because you got to make sure she gets hers because that's the thing about it, guys. We always get ours for the for the most part. Because, you know, when I was on all those psychotropic drugs, there were a lot of times I could not finish. And I was lucky if I could actually get a full hard erection. But now, now that's no problem. Since I'm off all those drugs, I'm, I'm like a teenager again. Like, seriously, it is, it, it's, it's, it's become ridiculous. And I know a lot of you people are probably like, well, Tuttle, why, why have you talked about all these stories today? Are you anti-man? Are you anti-woman? Are you anti-me too? No, 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 no. I'm not at all. I just think that, you know, with everything else, we are so divided in this country right now that we just go way too far to one side or the other before we just blow a time out, like, you know, and just say, hey, what are, what are we doing here, people? Like, you know, we wanted gender equality, but now it's like the guy's got to be careful. But it's, it, it is happening all over with every single thing. It, it's just, I think equality is almost impossible. It is an unattainable thing in the human lifestyle. It isn't. Everybody, like, there's always got to be a class. Not everyone can be equal. Even though we would want everybody to be equal, genders, religion, race, like we it, it, in a perfect world, we would love for that to be able to happen. I would love for that to be able to happen. But at some point, one side is always going to have more power than the other. That's why I think that it's a it, it's an unattainable goal. We either go like we get to that point where we we're all equal, but we go over the line. It, it's just in our human nature, which is sad. It really is sad. Sorry if I went out on a bad note here, guys. I've been trying to find good, good and funny things to, to, to talk about. You know, some of, some of the best stuff, some of the best material is talking about my personal life, uh, personal experiences. People love and eat that shit up. But you also got to understand, I got a lot on my plate. I got a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of issues going on. And I'm not getting out there and having those personal experiences like I did when I was on terrestrial radio. So I'm hoping to get out, start experiencing and living life a little more. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Hope you guys stay. I will talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by Starfire Transport, StitchYouUp.com, and PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show producer Vulture and co-host Sirach. Show voiceover services brought to you by JCVoiceOver.com and The Little Cheese Show. Download and subscribe to The Little Cheese Show everywhere podcasts are found. If you want to help support the show, go to PayPal.me slash radio. You have something you want to say? Tuttle at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. A society grows great when old men plant trees, the shade of which they know they will never sit in. Good people do things for other people. That's it, the end.